Green Street Joinery and the American Craftsman Podcast are proud to partner with Montana Brand Tools. Montana Brand Tools are manufactured by Rocky Mountain Twist in Montana, USA. With numerous patents dating back to the invention of the Hexshank system by our founders, we strive to produce accessories that add precision, flexibility, and efficiency to your toolkit. In addition to woodworking tools, we produce many high-quality cutting tools that are used by the aerospace, medical, automotive, and industrial markets. Our end product has a fit and finish that is beyond comparison. Montana Brand Tools are guaranteed for life to be free of defects in material and workmanship because we build these tools with pride and determination. For 10% off your order, visit MontanaBrandTools.com and use the coupon code AmericanCraftsman. All right, no time like the present. We're going to jump right in to episode 19. Notable furniture of the Empire period. That's right. We're talking about the Klismos chair. Yeah, Klismos. We, uh, we touched on it last week towards the end. and uh, I think I might have stated that I thought it was Egyptian, but it's really Greek. Huh. So... Send those cards and letters of correction in case I misspoke. Yeah, call them out on the internet. <laughs> Been getting some weird call outs. <laughs> they all better watch your asses because I ain't taking your shit anymore. <laughs> so, um, the Klismos chair, let's uh, talk about it. <clears throat> um, when we want to indicate that something is timeless, we often say it's classic, mm. right? Yeah. Um, and that's partly derived from the fact that uh, ancient Greece and Rome are called the classical civilization. So interesting. You talk about classical art, literature, drama, which has uh, survived for, um, you know, thousands of years, influenced the modern world. And but what about furniture? What about the Klismos? Yeah, what about the Klismos chair? Klismos chair was developed in ancient Greece, and the same basic design can be seen in homes today. So there you go. Mm, you say that, but I yeah. had to <laughs> have to get a closer look at this Klismos. <laughs> how can a how can a piece of furniture remain in style for thousands of years? We asked the question. Well, the base aesthetics of Western art were founded by the Greeks, and they applied that aesthetic to everything, from temples and sculptures to even the furniture. So as long as Western art survives, the Klismos chair will match because it's a pure representation of this aesthetic. It's not just classical. It's classic. Mm, and classy. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. So what's the origin of the Klismos chair, and what does it look like? Uh, since we'll be uh, describing this, we'll have our work cut out for us. So um, <laughs> <laughs> what exactly defines the Klismos chair? It's got the form is identifiable by three main features, and I'll try and uh, be succinct and, and clear when I use these descriptives because it's it's a little tricky first uh, the legs are curved and splayed flaring outwards does that make sense i'm following all right i've seen it though that's the yeah. problem <laughs> i can only imagine the effed up uh <laughs> pictures people are gonna have in their head yeah. if they haven't seen so it. they're curved and splayed flaring outwards 
In almost all versions of the Klismos chair, this applies to all four legs. Uh, occasionally, you'll see chairs with only two splayed legs. That it would be the back. Mm -hmm. Secondly, the Klismos chair has a curved back, generally composed of two parallel curving rails. Okay. Okay, now we've seen the chair, so we can visualize that. So it's got two parallel curving rails that make up the back. And third, look for a narrow, horizontal, and concave backrest. Now we can kind of get that. Right? The curves are meant to contour to the human form and also give the chair a fluid and graceful appearance. Yeah, so it's got a crest rail, a curved crest rail. Yeah. All right, so this timeless design was first introduced into Western society way back in the 5th century B.C.E., before current era. Era. B.C. for the rest of us. That's around the same time that Pericles brought Athens into its golden age, and Socrates was wonder wandering about, debating the meaning of life. <laughs> why, why did I put that in there? <laughs> That's a fun fact. Fun fact. <laughs> 5 BC, Pericles brought Athens into its golden age, and Socrates was debating the meaning of life. <laughs> right now, people are either turning turning off the Next. podcast or throwing something. <laughs> okay, so yes, the chair design is about as old as the origins of Western philosophy. <laughs> the design was popularized further in the 4th century, but it disappeared with Greek civilization. In fact, it was completely lost to time, and not a single piece has survived. So oh. how do we know about it? Yeah. What how do we know about the Klismos chair? Oh, okay. No originals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no no original chair survived. Oh, yeah, man, that'd be some wood. <laughs> yeah, it's 2,500-year-old. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I guess you find stuff in the pyramids. Yeah. Right now, but. So luckily for us, the Greeks depicted the Klismos chair in their pottery and sculptures. Hmm. Yeah, there are also some Roman depictions of the Klismos chair, all of which are found in Roman copies of Greek artwork. So, the most famous example of the ancient Klismos chair may be the Stele of Hegeso. This tombstone was made in Athens around 400 BCE and shows a woman named Hegeso seated in a curved, graceful, Klismos chair. This is just one of the many examples of the Klismos chair in ancient art, but it's one of the best representations we've found. So it's, uh, a, you know, it survived through art, through painting and sculpture. Yeah. <clears throat> so ahead of its time, they, you know, maybe some ancient astronaut theorists. <laughs> you know, they had a new episode on Friday. Of Ancient Aliens? Yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah, they talked about the government's um, admittance that there were uh, unidentified aerial phenomenon. Yeah. And that's what they're calling it now. 
Have you heard about, uh, this is something I, I stumbled upon last night, the Secret Space Program? No. These are a group of people who uh, claim to be part of the Secret Space Program, and uh, it started in the 40s after the Nazis colonized the moon. Oh, really? The dark side of the moon. <laughs> Is that what? Uh, yeah, they're genetically modified, and they've been fighting the reptoids on Mars. Oh man, I don't know why, where I've been. If it's a real thing, and weird. they use like you know uh, hypnosis to pull these regressed, you know, they do like Memories? regression therapy. Yeah, <laughs> hypnosis regression therapy, and uh, people have these stories about you know. Fighting zombies get, and vampires on Mars. I got to get in on this. So zombies and vampires on Mars. And reptoids. And reptoids. Insect, insectoids. Oh, man. It could be a whole other podcast. Yeah. Is it on the dark side of Mars? Uh, I don't know if it has a dark side. <clears throat> Does the moon really have a dark side? Yeah. Yeah, That's they. that was the Fourth Reich. Oh. They went against the Third Reich. Yeah. Because they, uh, they, while they were colonizing the moons, the Nazis lost the war. <laughs> so that's how they explain that. Oh. Like, well, these, guys, these Nazis had the power to colonize the moon, but also uh, the other ones lost. Oh, my God. Oh. Anyway, back I to the regularly scheduled programming. I don't know how I can uh, recover from that one. <laughs> so... We'll, we're back with the Klismos chair. Um, <laughs> Seems much less interesting, the Klismos chair now, huh? I know. Uh, <laughs> well, So we know about the Klismos chair thanks to ancient Greek art, um, but how did it make its way back into our homes? That story begins around 1748, middle of the 18th century. And here we're going to uh, touch on Pompeii again, so, Surveyors in southern Italy accidentally unearthed parts of an ancient Roman city buried in layers of volcanic ash. The discovery of Pompeii and Herculaneum sparked a cultural obsession with all things Greek and Roman. So as we know from our first episode, mm -hmm. this neoclassicism has been going strong since um, the federal and then this empire period. Yeah. They just, you know, they lumped the the Egyptians in there with them, too. Mm -hmm. They're like, hey, man, look at the, all this cool <laughs> old stuff we found. It's true. Throw it into the pot. It's true. And they stirred it up. Yeah. I know. Um, so in art, neoclassical sculpture flourished in architecture, Greek and Roman revival style spread through major cities. And after 1776, no uh, correlation. Even the brand-new United States jumped eagerly on the neoclassical bandwagon, seeing this as a way to create an ideological, ideological parallel between Roman and American republics. Hmm. See, everybody wants to align themselves. Yeah. Um, it's Napoleon, it's the United States. <laughs> Look at that. Whoa. Look at those legs. Yeah, there's the four that are splayed, and... Um, Looks like the chair's ready to just collapse. I know. Especially with, I mean, it's just a painting, but so who knows if this chair actually existed, but no. Uh, no stretchers? Yeah. 
So it's a painting of like a, a founding father type figure yeah. sitting in a version of a Klismos chair. Hard to see the curve here because the co mm -hmm. the tail of his coat is... Uh, yeah. Check it out. He's got the same style I was rocking the other day with yeah. those boots on. With your rock roosters. Yeah. Shh. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. <laughs> Actually, I'll go... I'll edit, it, I'll edit it out if I remember. Uh, yeah, wow. And this huge, uh, huge crest curve, rail right? with the big tight radius in it yeah either that's not a very good chair or not a very good painting yeah it's certainly funky looking i mean don't walk by you'll trip on these back legs and the way it's the legs are fastened it doesn't appear that it could really be very functional or last very long yeah was he like in like a in the sahara or like in the savannah or something i know that's like it's like a volcano back here. And look at the sculpture there. Yeah. Is that a lion wearing a hat? <laughs> this looks like something that we saw in the Fife thing. Yes. Um, this, like, I don't know what you would call that. Almost like a double curve. Yeah, like a, it's almost like an hourglass shape. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So that's an 18th century Klismos chair. Let's see Klismos chair carving. Ah, there it is. Oh, what, well, what do you yeah, know? Yeah, geez, they ripped, ripped it right off the carving. Holy cow. It's either a bad chair or a bad carving. <laughs> so we're looking at the, the actual ancient Greek carving that um, let the world know about, the, the modern world know about the Klismos chair. And that painting is quite accurate. Look, she's a, a cratitid or whatever it's called. What's oh, that? a caryatid. A caryatid. <laughs> yes. I was going to say a cryptid. <laughs> That's for the other podcast. <laughs> the insectoids. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's a weak, uh, weak uh, uh, a Greek woman in uh, repose. Oh, there you go. There's some sort of like more modern, yeah, with this ebonized kind of look. Mm -hmm. um, this is kind of like a splat that you would have seen in in Queen Anne, but going horizontal instead of mm -hmm. vertical. Yeah, so now we're looking at um, a pair of chairs. They splayed and curved legs, but much more moderately um, placed. Yeah. You know what this looks like? That big dog robot? <laughs> no. You know what I'm talking about? No. Yeah. Um, so you could see see them working. It, there's, it's a lot less of an extreme curve. Mm -hmm. uh, it looks much more functional. Yeah. It's got a pretty deep seat because of the curve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it looks kind of comfortable. Yeah. I mean, I like that chair, actually. I just, I feel like I could see the legs getting in the way. Yeah. You know, unless your feet are between the legs mm -hmm. or way outside of them, they're kind of... Yeah, they do. Well, I guess they don't really protrude that much if you look at, at yeah. this one. They're kind of in line with the 
front stretcher. It's interesting. The side. Oh, that was a Duncan Fife. Yeah. Wow. Oh, you can see why he's got it together. Yeah. He's doing some good designing. And the other guy we mentioned with Duncan Fife, uh, king of the uh, Empire period, was this uh, guy, this Frenchman. Chuck Lenore. Yeah, Chuck. Um, that's some sleigh bed. What do I got to do? I got to hotkey this button for Zoom. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. I'm surprised that the sleigh bed is a is an empire sort of. Yeah. Uh, Did you ever have a sleigh bed? No. I had one once. I didn't like it. Kept hitting my feet on the on the footboard. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't really want a footboard on my bed. Yeah. Um, my girlfriend at the time wanted one. Look, this has feet and wheels. Yeah. What's the deal with the wheels? They love the wheels. So I guess these are Cooper. Well, no, I guess it's veneer. Yeah, I was going to ask you the same thing. I guess the the stave core is Coopered. Yeah, Um, yeah. So we're looking at a bed with like gold or polished brass. That's a pretty good picture. Feet. Oh, look at eagle these eagle heads or something up here. Eagle heads on the top of the headboard. Yeah, I didn't notice these scrolls here. Are those, is that paint or are those little brass? Uh, These look like little, they look like, uh, what do you call it when it's on furniture, on upholstery? Like a, a, a brad? No. What the hell do they call that? Like it's like a ta- something you tack in. You have yeah. In. I'm guessing it's probably gilding though. Stars here. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a nice. I mean, the wood is really nice. Yeah, you can see this is where the center support went. Mm-hmm. They had slats going across here. Yeah. Looks like the wheels might be wooden. Wow. I find it weird that the feet are going in opposite directions. <laughs> it doesn't mirror nature. Well, the head is pointing backwards off the off the top yeah. of the headboard. And again, very shallow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people, I mean, I wonder what the typical mattress size was then. I mean, it is square, so it could be like a king size. I'm sure they weren't, you know, beds weren't that big back then, but it could be a king size because that's almost a square. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So, this, I mean, this is from the early part of the 1800s. Mm-hmm. It's a Lanier. So the modern sleigh bed was born 200 years ago, though its roots go back as far as the Greco-Roman era. Hmm. So when were you thinking the sleigh bed came about? I don't know. I had no idea. I'll be honest. I never gave it much thought. (laughs) (laughs) It hasn't been on my mind. Are you sure about that? All right. Well, I'll be honest. Before today, I forgot sleigh beds even existed. Yeah. Right. I. I mean, I hadn't seen one in practice for a long time. No. Uh, when did I have my sleigh bed? I had my sleigh bed 
think we got it in the late 80s. That's the 1980s. <laughs> um, and I think we had it until moved to California the second time, which was 1991, I want to say. Yeah, so I had it for a few good years. Yeah. I think we got it from Macy's. Macy's sold furniture? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't even remember that. Yeah. Well, back then they had real stores. They had, you know, like three or four floors. Like not on the internet, you mean? No. (laughs) No, you could really go in them. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Macy's, uh, maybe Macy's did have. Oh, because you got to. This is where we got a Macy's in Manhattan. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was, it was probably like six or seven floors, that store. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think our Macy's did have two floors. We never really went on this in, like, the home goods kind of mm-hmm. area. I mean, we never really went in the regular one either. I think we might have walked through it to get into the mall. Because <laughs> that's, like, the, where the door was. Actually, JCPenney is where we always parked. We parked on the JCPenney side and walked through Let's see. The entrances were like J.C. Penney, Lord and Taylor, Macy's, <laughs> and then the other one like was maybe like in the food court. Yeah, they're trying to get that foot traffic, mm-hmm. and, but it didn't work. Yeah, Quaker oh. Bridge Mall. Oh man, excuse me. So inspired by the beds depicted in ancient Roman art, with art, yeah, with their curved and sweeping ends. It said that Napoleon fell in love with the style and required that all of his beds be made to follow it. So we have Napoleon to thank for the modern sleigh bed. Napoleon seems like he was a dick. Yeah. (laughs) He did give us the Louisiana Purchase, remember, (laughs) just to stick it to the Brits. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) And to pay for those failed campaigns. Yeah. Uh, so, with such a major proponent as Napoleon, it quickly became popular in France and then just migrated to the United States. Um, the American Empire style featured planar surfaces and curved and scrolled pillars and feet. Hmm. Uh, the beds featured smooth surfaces, a curvy headboard and footboard, and sometimes curved feet. At the ends, the curves scrolled to mimic an ancient scroll. Oh, hearkening back to ancient Greek Ionic columns. I guess those are the ones that have the, the scrolls at the top. Yeah, now here's what I want to know. How come it's called a sleigh bed and not a scroll bed? They didn't that, have any sleighs in Greece. That's a, You know, that's I wonder. With its curved or scrolled ends, the bed took on a look reminiscent of a sleigh, and hence the sleigh bed was born. They so appropriated it. They didn't call it the sleigh bed back then. Oh, what did they just call it? Just a bed? It was just a bed, probably. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's have a look at a French sleigh bed. Man, that looks short. Yeah, what the hell? It's like I get claustrophobia in this thing. So It's like six feet tall. Yeah, it's really tall. Like the headboard and the footboard are equal heights. Yeah, I'm not even sure which is which. Right. It's it's totally symmetrical, which we learned in episode one uh, of uh, the Empire series. Mm-hmm. Sy- symmetry is a big thing with them. 
I mean, look at the, check out the the veneer on the on the body of the. Bed. Yeah, I mean, it is beautiful. It's, it looks. Is that symmetrical? No. Close. Oh, okay. I had the the bottom was blocked off too. I didn't see oh, that it yeah. was on these little bracket feet kind of things. Yeah. I mean, there's an intense amount of veneer work on there. Yeah. And and the gold. I can't get over all the gold. Yeah. Um, but I guess you know that's the style, and it it, it definitely says shouts opulence mm -hmm. and you know prosperity i guess is a kinder way to put it yeah this wasn't a factory worker sleeping in this bed no <laughs> and here's it let's take a look at the empire headboard oh wow okay so that's the same piece yeah it's just a close-up mm -hmm. you can see the like you know the match veneers yeah um that scroll is is really not the grain on that scroll. The face of it oh, is yeah. really nice. Yeah. I mean, kind of. I'd love to see some of these in person, just to look at what's what's what. Yeah, what's yeah. solid wood? What's veneer? Because I mean, you would think You'd that think this that is solid, solid, but like, yeah. I guess this is a glue up, and this is all end grain that we're looking at. It's hard to tell. Yeah, it's it is hard to tell. But then this is veneer. Right. What yeah. kind of glue are they using? How are they getting this to conform to this tight, tight, tight radius? I know. Especially it's book matched right here. Wild. I I mean, it would be really, really uh, cool to see how they did all this. Yeah. I mean, obviously they had, um, you know, a lot of specialized tools t for creating these shapes and everything. Not to diminish the... The, how hard it is at all just um so out of our uh wheelhouse yeah um so we got the clismos chair mm -hmm. we got the sleigh bed yep and we got the empire pier table with pier glass that's like from pier one imports yeah you know made in uh Guangzhou, <laughs> Tim Poor. <laughs> oh, that's a terrible picture. <laughs> this is another one, like in somebody's house. Yeah, it's a bad picture, and it's it's really small. Um, but a pier glass is basically a mirror in a frame. And uh, there's an Empire pier table, not really being uh, employed in the way it was uh, intended intended i would say when it was first uh built this is in a modern home looks like it came out of like you know somebody's uncle's house in the 1970s like this beige wall yeah uh it makes me think back to those those 70s era furnishings that w i had growing up mm -hmm. and i could see the <laughs> some of the, the bad reproduction work what the yeah, there you go. That's another type of pier table. It's hard to but, tell the scale. Is this the baseboard? Yeah. Uh, no, that's like a wainscoting. Must be like a chair rail height. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, because this is like the top of a table. Yeah. 
So they, unless they're really put where they're supposed to, they really look kind of odd, don't they? Yeah. Because they're somewhat low-slung tables. They're made to go against the wall, so they're not, um, you know, they don't really look at home if they're not against the wall. Mm-hmm. And they, the tall mirror is made to go in between tall windows. Yeah, the proportions are insane. Yeah. I think I have a link. Uh, maybe the next one. Let's see. No, that's Empire Sitting Room. Look at these. Clismos chairs. Yep. Clismos chairs. You know, they could see the sofa back there. It's probably a moderately priced thing from somebody like Joseph Meeks. These are like exactly what the doors are in the house I grew up in. Same door handle, everything. Wow. Yeah, and it's from this, it's from 1840s, 1860s, so. So there you go. Same sort of era. Um, look at even, what is that on the side over there? Is that like a, a keyboard of some sort? Yeah, it looks like a little organ. Yeah. I like this bass. Yeah. Is that, that's a folding table of some sort. Like the top. Yeah. Which really? is funny because this apron looks like it's solid. I know. Maybe it opens and there's you could put stuff inside. Looks ah. like a maybe like a game table. There you go. I don't know what you know, what they would call that back then, but it's where you play like uh, Pokemon cards. Yeah. Yeah, you <laughs> keep your Sega and Atari games down <laughs> you in there. Put your Game Boy in there. Um No that's What's nice about this room is you could see how the design works in sort of like a, a moderately fancy setting. Yeah. Um, it looks is, like upper middle class. Right. He's a guy. He owned the hardware store or something like that. He was a mm-hmm. merchant, um, and he was in on the trends. Interesting. Got, got the upholstered sofa. Interesting with the, carpet. Yeah, with the sleigh ends on it. Yeah. Just the wood frame, everything else is, you know, upholstered. Getting into like some heavy roundovers and uh Yeah. Much more smooth compared to the heavy carvings of Empire and especially Colonial. That's true. It's probably a lot easier to manufacture and this too right here, very smooth. Mm-hmm. Now I know what to get you for your uh anniversary. A sleigh bed? No, no, the chair. The chair. <laughs> Clismos chair. Clismos chair. The it's site. like something like a grandma would have. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the psych or psyche mirror. We were asking about this. The full-length yeah. tilting mirror was also popularized during the Empire period. Uh, I think you say cheval glass, also called... A horse dressing glass hmm. or a psyche or psyche is a tall dressing mirror suspended between two pillars, usually joined by horizontal horizontal bars immediately above and below the mirror and resting on two pairs of long feet. That'd be fun to make. Yeah. You know, I've always wanted to make one of those, to tell you the truth. We shouldn't have given that mirror away to, to Keith, damn it. Oh yeah, that wouldn't have, that would have just made a little mini 
Well, we would have to yeah put some rails between. Yeah. The Cheval glass was first made toward the end of the 18th century. Hmm. So the 1790s. Um, yeah, the, the glass could be tilted at any angle by means of the swivel screw supporting it. So I, I always knew those as like dressing mirrors. Yeah, my mom had one. Mm -hmm. She might still have it for all I know. But it was definitely like oak and from the 90s. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, but of that old, you know, trying to make it look old. Mm -hmm. This is why it was called sometimes a horse mirror, or was it called a horse... Uh, horse dressing mirror. Horse dressing mirror. Glass, horse dressing glass. Um, the glass could be tilted at any angle with the, the swivel screws that supported it, but its height could also be adjusted by means of lead counterweights and a horse or a pulley. Hmm. So I've never seen that. Uh, from which the name was taken. Interesting. So, pulley, also known as a horse, I sort didn't of know like that. the the spinning mule. Yeah. Thomas Sheridan, in his now famous, made famous by the American Craftsman podcast. Yep. The we were the first Dictionary. ones to ever talk about him <laughs> in forty years. <laughs> <laughs> Outside of yeah, an academic uh, yeah, setting. That's right. We're making Thomas Sheridan sexy again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so in his cabinet di dictionary of 1803, he included a design with a nest of drawers at one side and another with a writing surface. Um, when the wardrobes were fitted with mirrored doors, the cheval glass became an unnecessary in bedrooms. Hmm. So, like... Uh, yeah. Oh, there you go. That's a that's pretty nice. You could see yeah. the the empire, all the empire um, accoutrement and the yeah, fittings and everything. up here. The claw feet. The column. The gilding. This pattern here looking yeah. pretty Greek. Again, you can kind of see. Maybe it's the combination of the 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 classic. With um, you know some of the nods to the Egyptian style that just thrown in for um, you know a little bit of diversity, you can kind of see that working in a modern home. Yeah, and um, maybe the the intro sentiment was correct in saying that you know as long as we're part of Western civilization and basing it on the the Greek and the Roman. Uh, classics, that's why this stuff fits. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that stuff came about and it stuck big time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could I could see that, that working. Another not-so-great picture link. But that's another somewhat, um, you know... Plain version of the Clismos chair. Yeah. Got this pediment top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely like Greek revival there on the mirror. It's funny. You know, you, the, I don't like this one as much. No, you look at it, they don't seem to go together. Whereas the the 
previous mirror, the more ornate one seemed to fit better with that Klismos chair. Yeah. And uh, uh, this isn't my favorite example of Klismos no. chair either. I like the the more the rounded back. Yeah. That one's got more of a straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this uh, crest rails looks right, but this yeah. right here doesn't look right. Yeah. We're going to have to take the maker to task for that one. Yeah. That's why nobody's ever, we don't know who did it. Yeah. So as we discussed in last week's episode, advancements in weaving, we talked about the spinning jenny, the spinning mule, mm -hmm. and uh, all that that good low-cost slave cotton. That's right, kids. Stick your hand in there. It's small <laughs> enough to fit between the between the spindles. Yeah. We'll get into child labor in the Victorian era. <laughs> The wonderful industrial revolution. Yeah. Kids being sold and things like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it wasn't that long ago. We we don't really learn about all those things mm -hmm. much. You know, we learn about uh, the factories and and stuff. But, I mean, it was, it was real. People s sold their kids to, like, factories for putting labels on and... <laughs> cleaning chimneys and all kinds of terrible things. Yeah. So all these great advancements, they, they brought down the, the cost of cloth and availability goes up. So consequently, empire sofas and settees feature heavily upholstered frames with just exposed wood remaining as an accent to the form. Let's take a look at Meeks' sofa. Meeks, remember, he's the guy with the factory and yeah. he's making sort of uh, empire furniture for the more of the common man. What do you think about this? Um, it's not bad. You can see it. It is. It's upholstered on all sides. Yeah. Uh, and just as we described, it's got the wood frame, just you know, silhouetting the the form. Mm-hmm. And I guess this is more veneer work. Uh it, yeah, it's got to be because these yeah. are all matched. I I need to know how they get this veneer uh, on, on all, those all surfaces. these surfaces. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that seems like it would be a difficult task now, and we have right. We got great we got blue a vacuum, vacuum bags. press. <laughs> I mean, right, and that, it's held up. You know, yes. that's the thing. Like, this is a hundred and fifty year old budget of the day sofa yeah and this is an example of it in somebody's home jeez i mean it's probably been reupholstered but that's about it whoa now there's a there's the fancy version yeah that's insane can't you see like cleopatra uh like being lofted you know, above like, you know, 10 slaves <laughs> on something like this. I love the shape. Yeah. Well, like that uh, that one from last episode where it's yeah. probably it's up here in these links. Um, or like a barge of the time, right? Yeah. These eagle heads as the feet, like upside down. At least yeah, that's, that's what it looks awesome. Like. And, the, and the way, though, the scrolling sort of, the, it's like a, it's like, like a, a dragon, or, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. The feet are almost like a a dragon head or something like that. 
and the body curls around itself twice. Yeah, and becomes <clears throat> becomes the bracket. Yeah. Get a super close up view. That's hard to tell. I mean, obviously it's all hand carved. Yeah. I mean, just look at this. Yeah, yeah. we could go with these straight lines. Yeah, we'll just throw a rope in there. Mm-hmm. There's just something about this back. Yeah, that, that's that I the really detail. like. See, we could we could work a detail like that in. Absolutely. That's what's so interesting about this stuff. You, I mean, you, we're we're just pulling little bits of inspiration from from everything we see. Yeah. And you never know where it's going to creep into our our own um, palette. Yeah, I mean, let me see if I if I have it in here. There's just really something about that last one. This thing. Yeah. It's, it's this a, one's kind of got a little bit of a better shape, but I like the the vibe of this one. Mm-hmm. If those scrolls laid out a little more, like this red one, right? The sides, you mean? Yeah, yeah. The arms, we'll call it. And I like the base on the black one more than these dragon dragon feet. <laughs> yeah, I like the top rail, that top back rail on the on the first sofa. On the that, black one? Yeah. Yeah, on this one, that shell, the the gold. Yeah, I like that shape. Yeah. Hmm. Very yeah. interesting. You have to get us some Empire sofas, and we don't mean uh, the uh, the floor of the Empire. Eight hundred five eight eight two three hundred Empire today. Ooh, this one. This one's a little. Uh, this looks like something that fugly. somebody had in the '60s, like or something looks like, like that. Those like some two by twelves down there, made into scrolls. Yeah. It's hard to tell um, now if this one is a is a Meeks. It's certainly kind of like a understated. Yeah, almost to, like the low budget version of it. Yeah, there's no gilding. And that the scroll legs are kind of um, more blocky than yeah. I mean the back rail and the shape of it are kind of nice. I like the I like the feature on the arms where it like these little splits horns off. right here. Yeah, I think the legs do it in. Yeah. Yeah, the rest of it's cool. Yeah. The, I really like these big roundovers that they mm -hmm. got. That's something that you see a lot these days. Oh, yeah, and the, the split, is that what you're yeah, talking about? Yeah, yeah that's I like cool. that. I didn't notice that. So yeah, so that's not a pillow. That's part of the the actual couch. Yeah. And you have this, upholstered this in there. bolster jammed in there. Hmm. Yeah, you guys got to check out some of these sofas from the Empire period. Yeah. Yeah, I've never really felt the need to build a couch until now. <laughs> this one's... See, we're getting into grandma territory. Yeah, this, this one's one. very staid, I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah, it almost looks Victorian to mm -hmm. me. Um, yeah. And as we'll, we'll learn, Victorian 
they were the big borrowers. Yeah. They they didn't really invent much. They just kind of took everything else. I do like how it opens up in the front. Oh, uh, yeah. It's definitely yeah. narrower in the back, and it opens up. Yeah, it seems a little bit more comfortable that way. Yeah. It makes a, a nice... Uh, it's inviting. Exactly. I was going to say, uh, like, a welcome. That reminds me of something like you see in an old West Saloon or something. Yeah. Grand dusty. Empire Room. Oh, my God. Wow. That looks like it could be, yeah. This is like in from e Napoleon's uh, yeah. or something. That's a lot of gold. Yeah, so that's what we see. We see the like the faux columns on the walls, um, sort of built in atop. Like the wainscoting is sort of made to look like a, a wall almost, right? I'd like to know the scale here. Is this really small or are these like 12-foot tall doors? <laughs> I have a feeling it's the latter. Yeah, exactly. That means that these paintings or these people are like eight feet tall yeah yeah i know it it's um got these like murals of greek gods mm -hmm. on the walls and and look at the scene above the doorways oh yeah and in the freezes as well see how it's not the best quality but not bad um big acanthus yeah Wow. Just gold everywhere. Yeah. Last time I Aquarius? saw that much gold in a room, it was uh, at um, Fort Knox. No, what you call it? The Luxor. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with this. <laughs> I'm, I'm speaking. I'm speaking <laughs> in, uh, truthfully. It was, um, uh, you know, in Rome. Uh, uh, the Vatican? Yeah. The St. Peter's. You know, yeah, talk about wow. some lavish uh, decor. Egyptian motif chairs. Oh. Wow. <laughs> oh, those are great. Those, these those, serpents and the lion. You, you to, you'd have to see these to appreciate them. But yeah, they are cool. The front legs extend past the height of the seat <laughs> and they're lion heads yeah with the foot at the bottom yeah and the back yeah the tail comes up and makes an armrest and then it's got a snake head on the end oh my god these it things has this uh what do you what would you call that is that a scarab on the side uh, is that a... well it's like a cloth draped over the tail oh okay but yeah it's got something on there it yeah. looks like yeah maybe a scarab man I, I tell you, the, they'd be like almost, they're almost to the point of being like Hollywood um, props. Props, yes, there you go. Those things are so awesome. Like there's a knee in the, <laughs> a knee joint. Yeah. In the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Those things are so awesome. Wow. Oh. Yeah, yeah the this side... is like a real, like, hindquarter. Right. I mean, the the side of the chair in profile is almost like a lion. Mm -hmm. And the body is the side 
of the chair. Yeah. Lion oh. has like a little like a uh, headband on. Yeah, and yeah. Like this, I don't know if that's supposed to be like the mane. I think so. Yeah. He's he's wearing like a little Egyptian kind of. Uh, yeah, whatever they call that thing, like a little head. Headpiece. Head yeah. Yeah, I think that definitely is like some kind of scarab or something carved into the side. Yeah. There. Wow. The snakes are looking pretty cool, too. Yeah, yeah. Those things are awesome. And here's Napoleon's Senate throne. <laughs> He's going all out with the the uh, full frontal nudity of the woman. <laughs> so, <laughs> like those Egyptian motif chairs, the, the, there's... This is a woman with oh. the lion's legs it's a woman's head and torso full of fully abreast yes with two lions front legs and it looks like maybe back legs hard to tell yeah are those wings coming off the coming off yeah the they back? Might, might be like built into that scroll it, it won't zoom but i gotta make sure i don't hit any buttons over and affect the uh, recording over here Yeah. Um, With the N, yeah, the embroidered huge, into the back. Huge N. I mean, and that uh, that seat looks like it's about twelve inches of cushion. Mm -hmm. Play into the another N down here. Yeah, Napoleon. He's small, kind of thing. I don't know if this is an aftermarket platform or if it was on that too. Oh my God. Yeah, I mean, it's got awful. And it's ugly. all gold. Jeez. <laughs> so this, so that's the kind of stuff that he had his designers mm -hmm. creating, and what we got as the Empire period style was sort of watered down versions of that. Yeah, I, I prefer the watered down versions. Oh, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. No, this no is kidding. this thing's insane. That's that's like if you were trying to make a joke of what. You know, draw me Napoleon's throne. Yeah. That's what it would look like. Basically. Um, like the women with the lion's paws and uh, that's cr and the wings. That's, oh, geez. Yeah, this, uh, this is definitely a standout along with that, that other one. Yeah, yeah. The sofas are really a high point for me as far as the style. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, the casework, there were some pretty nice pieces, but there wasn't any real unifying um, sense like there are with the sofas. Mm -hmm. You know, we, f we found some nice pieces with nice work, but... Yeah, like um, the pier table, eh. Yeah. The sleigh bed, eh. I would say just in, um, just in general, and, and that chair, the five... Clismos chair is yeah. pretty nice. Yeah. I mean, understated. It kind of lacks any real interest, though. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. I mean, you could kind of see those fitting into a modern dining room. Yeah. Well, we got anything else uh, uh, on our list? What's down there now? Oh, we still got... Uh, uh, no, we... No, uh... Um, scrolled too far. Yeah. 
Hubert. Oh, yeah, no. Next episode, we're getting into notable persons. So we'll be talking so about. So we wrapped it up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Senate, Napoleon's Senate throne. That was the capper. Oh, yeah. Well, that was a good place to end. Yeah. So, I mean, what do you take away from uh, from this little section? Um, I mean, I really want to build a, a sofa now. Yeah. Um, you know, my my uncles were upholsterers. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I got any of that in the blood. We got Jim Jamal do that. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to build an empire frame. Yeah, well, I planted that seed today. Did you? Yeah. All right. Right here. Oh, yeah, I see. <laughs> yeah, let's see if a tree grows in Brooklyn. Exactly. Uh, a tree grows in a uh, little silver. Yeah. You want to build something, you got to plant a seed. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. The, it, it opens up a whole different way of thinking doesn't it yeah um a whole different way of implementing curves um, yeah and even translating that into straight lines yeah yeah um would be cool just like the just the overall silhouette of it mm-hmm um yeah man especially that black and gold one yeah I, and I, I like the symmetry of the sofa like that with the with the arms, mm-hmm. you know. We haven't seen much of that growing up, you know. Most of the sofas, like we're used to seeing in our lives, are just these sort of upholstered Blobs. rectangles with that the big arms, mm-hmm. you know, that you put your arms on. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, they're made 100% for comfort, where these, it looks like, yeah, you know, they look moderately comfortable, but it's made to be looked at and yeah. admired. Mm-hmm. Um, and like it could be in the middle of a room, right? Too, you know what I mean? Not <laughs> slammed up against the wall because it's just yeah, they're not a, they're a ugly lump of fabric. Exactly, because from the back is going to also be the silhouette of the wood. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, and usually upholstery, you know, like an upholstered panel kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Um, and if uh, I could take anything away from it, it would be to kind of encourage other people to look this stuff up because yeah. we don't really do that as, um, I don't want to say modern craftsmen, but, you know, we're we're of our age. That's a different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we're, uh, we're of our age. We're current. You know, two thousand and twenties. So we're we're sort of working in our period. Mm-hmm. We don't look back at these enough. Yeah. You know, it, unless you're one of those guys that specialize in like the Newport style. You know, there's plenty of guys that do that. But, I mean, when was the last time you heard of somebody who specialized in Empire period furniture? I'm sure they're out there, but yeah. yeah, it's not something that you. Uh, and I wonder in, what kind unless of, you're looking for it, you're not going to find really find it. Yeah, I I wonder if there's a market for it. Yeah. And that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, it, 
<laughs> you know, I was going to say do a Google search, but I know what's going to come up. <laughs> Wayfair. Yeah, Raymore Flanagan. <laughs> it's because those people are paying for anytime you put the word furniture in, that's all that comes up. Mm-hmm. They're paying the, the slave master Google to bring those, yeah, those searches to their home. Yeah. I get emails about that all the time, SEO, saying yeah. we're going to make you first on Google. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I know. Uh, but w- w- So what I would say is that get out there and look. Yeah. As Jeff likes to say, do your own research. Yeah, I say that tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. <laughs> we know where that comes from. Just think about it. You could be a... S- uh, in the secret space program and not even know it yet. <laughs> Go out, find yourself a, a regression therapy hypnosis specialist. You might have been fighting reptoids in your past life. Are you believe in reincarnation? Mm, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. I'm not saying I can't be swayed, but... Yeah, I, I mean, I'm pretty convinced that we don't know what we think we know but that's my sentiment if my little monkey brain can <laughs> comprehend them all of this there's no way <laughs> that's getting a little bit vain that's that's exactly it i mean there's there's so much stuff that i mean i, I don't know the exact percentage but just what they've can say is underneath the sands in Egypt and in the Middle East that is just buried and there's not enough time and money to excavate. Oh, yeah. Well, I saw a thing yesterday, you know, so uh, I forget what year it was, but Hubble pointed at an area in the sky that was completely blank, black. You couldn't see anything mm-hmm. there, and it stayed for a little bit, and they still didn't see anything. Then it stayed there for six months. And in this section, it it found, like, a billion galaxies or something oh, that each God. have a trillion stars in a blank section of sky. Yeah. So, you know, don't pretend that you know anything. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I love the ancient alien show and some of it is for laughs, but some of it is, you know, they have like legit guys on there that they probably cut and splice to, to give the, um, show some kind of air of of authenticity but like phd physicists and stuff Mm -hmm. and they'll say something like imagine a a civilization that's ten thousand years ahead of us or a million years ahead of us yeah um i mean we went from uh inventing the steam engine to being on the moon in 100 years right right so that's the kind of you know logic he just puts out there doesn't say what's possible Mm -hmm. but it's certainly um very thought-provoking to think of how far if if people didn't you know blow themselves up or yeah (laughs) use up all the water on the planet yeah uh, we'll figure out how to make more (laughs) well that'll give you guys something to think about between now and next week that's right Remember how it all started? Napoleon. The Big Bang? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the we started as a tiny point of light. Yeah, the Empire period. 
So take care of yourselves out there. Yeah, tune in next week. We'll be uh, talking about Some the no- notable, notable persons. Yep. All right, we'll see you next week. Thanks. All right.